Greetings and salutations. Welcome back once again. You are tuned into 99.5 FM WBAI on the NY, and we are back with another installation of Black Seinfeld. This is the show about nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hey, it is the Trinidadi Panamanian Poppy Rude Boy Top Gunner, aka Sock Panyamada Giovanni Anglin. Hello, everyone. Yo, yo, what's going on, folks? It's Bastion Nissa, a.k.a. Random Video on the YouTube Algorithm. Recording live from Queens. Gio is in Brooklyn. What's going on, folks? And once again, we thank you so much for allowing us into your homes, into your cars, into your earbuds, wherever you are listening to this. We thank you all so much once again. And just for the reminder that now BlackSeinfeld.com is now a thing. So yeah, if sure. you'd like to listen to previous episodes you don't have to go on to any sort of podcasting platforms like itunes or stitcher radio or or spotify google Podcasts. no it's all available now on blackseinfeld.com it's been created by bastion nista once again the multifaceted multi-talented man right here the international man of mystery the harlem renaissance man himself bastion nista doing it once again thank you so much for your hard work your dedication all i did was just write stuff but you were the mastermind you put the blueprint out you put the layout you did everything and it looks incredible so once again blackseinfeld.com it has our contact information has all of our our social medias it has everything I think the only thing we need to work on is the archive, but don't worry about that. You get the newest and latest episodes. The minute we upload it, it should be up, updated on the website as well. Absolutely. And but- the funny thing, uh, it's a long time coming. This is something I think we spoke about years ago, but I've been yes. working on skills. So I feel like everything is all about timing. You're like Liam Neeson. So, yeah. So like, you know, now I, I should do fun movies. Now I'm just doing action movies, right? You got to save your, your daughter. Yeah, this now this every movie has to do with me attacking a criminal. Yeah. I mean, Michael B. Jordan's having a new movie come out. It's a Tom Clancy movie where he's basically John Wick. His wife has been killed and he's seeking out revenge. But it's cool, though, because he's black, so it's better. It's going to be so, better. So Clancy has something to do with Amazon because it's coming out on Amazon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Clancy, Clancy and their propaganda. They did some weird propaganda thing with Venezuela. Oh really? Uh, for season two, I didn't get a chance to watch it. But, With homie uh, from the I, office. Yeah, from the dude from the office. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen it. Was, yeah, I was going to watch it, but then I saw what they did with season two. It's like, oh, this is straight up this <laughs> propaganda, like it's CIA stuff. Well, well, I mean, it's Tom Clancy, man. What, what more do you want? He he's in charge of like Rainbow Six and Splinter Cell and all that stuff. So, it's it's very pro war. Yeah. Tom Clancy, War yeah, Heroes, but, uh, and all that jazz. About the website, like the design process, I think is much easier than just like the wording. So that's why I made you do all the words. It's like I could design everything and just put a little scribble, but like all the wording for some reason is just too much for me. See, this is why our dynamic works because the wording was the easiest part for me. You could do all the the web stuff, but just let me do the writing. Yeah, yeah. So I think it would just work out perfectly heck yeah so what else have you been up to bro how has your week been uh my week is fine um everything's all over the place in my mind i'm now just trying to focus on different activities that i want to do but i have to give everything i want like a couple of minutes 
a day. So it's like if I want to read every day, like what part of the day do I try to pick up a book for an hour? If I want to work out for an hour. What part of the day do I work out? If I want to learn how to use like 3D Blender, like how, how do I do that? So that's kind of my challenge. Now I have like real free time again because the program is finished. Um, so it's like now it's more like, what do you what do I do now? Yeah, because the program, um, as, as I was telling people um, during the show, I was in the boot camp for a bit, but every week is like something to do. So I could kind of organize my week, just like, all right, I'm just focused on this part of the boot camp, finish it. And it's like, all right, so now this week, I'm just trying to learn more skills and just build from that. So yeah, it's just, I have a lot of things I need to do before June. So it's going to be pretty fun. Well, I believe in you. I believe you're going to finish everything that you have to do because you're a very talented person oh yeah so what what's up with you like what what you trying to do with what no no like what you've been okay fine i think let me rephrase that question what have you been doing for the past week oh understood so i finally went to go visit my second niece because it was my first niece's birthday she finally turned six so you know she's moving on to a second hand now and Sade, man, she's just so innocent and pure, and she was crying, but I played some smooth operator for her, and no ordinary love, and that actually helped, so I think naming her Sade was appropriate, a little Sade for Sade was beautiful, I got her a little present, I got her a nice little pink bunny, uh, she liked it, she, she was very into it, and for my niece, I got her some Legos, because she loves Lego Ninjago. Lego Ninjago is her thing. Lego Ninjago, Pokemon. Loves him. And Pokemon is now having their 25th anniversary, which is crazy, by the way, because it's it's crazy how generations and, and cycles work. Because as we were children, we love Pokemon, and now we see the next generation also liking Pokemon, and it's still here. It's crazy. But anyways, went to her birthday party, and I also got her some Dr. Seuss books. Because I figured, you know, a good way to start learning how to read is through Dr. Seuss. Because he has all the OG classics like Cat in the Hat and Green Eggs and Ham. Those were the two books I gave her. And ironically enough, Bash, Dr. Seuss was in the news this week. I was thinking about that because Giovanni called me the other day. It's like, is Dr. Seuss for like six-year-olds and seven-year-olds? Like, yeah, it's literally for kindergartners. There's no way a four-year-old could understand the intricacies of the wording that he's in the wordplay he's doing. The yeah. pictures is just too much. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, eight-year-olds, I think they could figure it out. Exactly, because she's still in kindergarten, and I believe at the beginning of September, she's going to be in the first grade. So I figured Dr. Seuss, Cat in the Hat, and Green Eggs and Ham was good beginner books for a kid to get started on. Because I asked my other friend, Tyrone, he's like, no, nah, that's kind of babyish. So I just wanted Absolutely to make not. sure. I just wanted Dr. to make Seuss sure. Dr. Seuss is forever. <laughs> yeah, he's forever a staple in like children's literature, right? And again, Dr. Seuss has been in the news this week due to Dr. Seuss's Enterprises, which is his estate, coming out and saying that they are no longer going to print out six of his books because of very racial depictions of of certain people. Like black people, he has black people looking like apes. And he has Asian people looking very stereotypical as well. So they're no longer going to be publishing these books anymore. And Were you able to see some of the pictures? I did see some of the pictures, especially one of the quote-unquote Chinese boy. I did see that. 
Where, did you see any of them? Some of it, only because of um, somebody I was following had two of the books that no, three out of the six books they said they're going to stop printing, and he like you know opened it up. It's like I, I'm I don't know what I'm looking for, so he kind of took pictures of certain things. Yeah, but, but I'm pretty sure they're very specific on what exactly it is, and I I understand like I why they want to do it, but at the same time now your sales are going to go up. I was going to say that. So what what happens is now, should we even buy these books because they're no longer going to be published anymore, thus making them like a rare commodity? I don't know. What should we do? Um, No, I think I don't think they're going to like remove it from society's eyes because that itself will be bad because then you're just ignoring the past. Yeah, I understand the fact that Dr. Seuss was racist, which. I didn't know. I honestly did not know this, but then it took me two seconds to realize the time he was born in. I was just like, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it like racist. I, I, I actually, once into something's interesting about his whole like uh, career, he was doing a lot of political books, and at the time things were depicted. So yeah, like with twenty twenty eyes, very racist. But for their time, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also he actually, I think, what book was it? The Lorax. Dr. I think Seuss the Lorax. I think that's the book where he kind of does this kind of self commentary with the orange thing. guy, the orange yeah. dude with the with the big mask and he's like this fur ball thing. Yeah. So I think that that book was like self commentary of like kind of growing up or just growing evolving. out of his racist ways. Yeah, exactly. So it's like things you used to do in the past. Like it was, it's like it's bad. It's not good. Sometimes you want to know it's bad until someone like reminds you or even tells you or points it out. Say, hey, you know what you did was offensive. Like what? Yeah. It was. And, you know, spend time to explain it to that person so they can make sure never to do it again. That's what I'm up for. But, yeah, I completely understand. I don't think I do they're too. going to like wipe it from history. They probably you could probably find a PDF online if you want to read that book. But most likely, like you, you're never going to open that. Facts. And, and Matt Beck, stop saying this is cancel culture. If that enterprise that doesn't want to publish these books anymore is not cancel culture. It's their it's their property. They can do whatever they want from it. See, this is another thing that I can't stand from some people on the right calling this cancel culture because you're not canceling it if it's your own intellectual property. You can't cancel it if it's yours. Yeah, it's all it's all about growth. It's all about figuring, exactly. figuring out where to like. Hey, this was then. Now is now. So what we're trying to do is push forward, push forward to the future. And I think they're going the right step. I do, because too. Because someone like Eddie Murphy, you know, in his first stand-up, has a lot of, like, homophobic things. I think a couple years ago, he came out to say, it's like, yeah, that, that's not good. And he kind of apologized for it, too. People were upset that he did it, but he did the right thing, saying, yeah, back then was then. And I completely apologize for feel everything. The same, I don't feel the, the same way that I feel now. Exactly. It's like everything back then was terrible. It's like, no, it, it's not good. Hey, it, it was a huge success. Yes. But it's absolutely. like that, that within itself, is not good. So as long as you could say it now, then yeah. Hey, but if Jay-Z you say something like Pink last Pimpin. week, then do it this week. Then it's like, oh, come on, bro. I agree. Jay-Z, for, for one, doesn't like to do Big Pimpin' anymore because he doesn't feel like he's in that realm anymore. He's a family man now. He doesn't want to do Big Pimpin'. Snoop Dogg, not... Snoop Dogg doesn't want to do Ain't No Fun If The Homies Can't Have None. He has a daughter now. You know what I mean? 
I, I don't even like those reasonings. Like, I've got a family. I can't do that now. That means you're allowing people that don't have families. Like, yeah, you can still perform the song. It's like, no, it's like all around. It's a, it's a, a dismissive song to women. It's like, it's not, it's my lowest low. You know, I'm yeah, not, not they don't proud like, of that song. Exactly. They don't, they're not <laughs> proud of the songs anymore. They grew you're up. Right. They're, yeah, they're yeah. 40, 50 year old men now. They don't want to do this anymore. But then you have jackasses like, Freaking Tim Allen, who was the who was the Buzz Lightyear, who was Home Improvement, who was the Santa Claus going to CPAC and talking about how much he liked Donald Trump and all that stuff. What the heck, Tim Allen? You were like a nah, childhood I, hero. Nah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah, he was always Republican. I didn't know this, though. See, that's the thing. I didn't know Same this. Same thing with Chuck Norris. They're always Republicans. Chuck Norris, I believe that, okay? But Tim Allen, he's Buzz Lightyear, okay? He meant a lot to children, okay? Nah. And once again, nah. I do not care if you're Republican, but the <laughs> fact that you were such a, a Trump supporter, that's the issue I have. And Tim Allen, a.k.a. Buzz Lightyear, a.k.a. the Santa Claus, a.k.a. Ooh, come on, my G. Come no, on. absolutely. Not I, I don't. I really don't care. I think because I've known this for a longer time. I, yeah, see, I don't know this stuff. I I, I don't pay that's attention why to never what celebrities do. Newer I never watch his newer show, and also like Home Improvements. Like, nah, I never, never those things out. What about the Santa Claus during Christmas time? No, I never watched any of those movies. None of it. No, not the third one with Mr. Frost. Nope. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. I only saw the first and second one. Third one was getting too much. I think during the time when I wanted to watch it was when ABC Family would do like what, like the two weeks or three weeks. Of like Christmas movies, twenty five days of Christmas, twenty five days. But I always get like trapped with like the you know watch Rudolph a million times, then Snow, Snow, um, what is it the Snowman, Frosty the Snowman, bro. Frosty the Snowman for a million time. You're like, all right, I'm done. It's good vibes though, good vibes. It is. It's supposed to bring you into those festive holiday seasons. Yeah. So CPAC America, let's get into the show. CPAC, which is the conservative political action convention oh sorry conference, conference. Yeah, that happened yeah. on the final weekend of black history month the final weekend of february which is the last big f you to black history month huh and to make matters even worse fashion this thing was held in one of the happiest places on earth orlando florida home to disney world universal studios formerly nickelodeon studios back in the day if you remember that and <laughs> yeah, yeah a long time ago and i mean controversially enough but it was still awesome if you were ignorant to the fact that you didn't know that these poor killer whales were locked up and they were separated from their families and all that stuff sea world yeah yeah sea world still around it's still around when i was there last year i passed by i i oh. think it was open you went i to don't SeaWorld? remember oh okay I, I, that's I didn't good. go. I passed by it. Okay, I, good. No, I, I couldn't. Once you watch that documentary. Blackfish. Like, yeah, bro. Blackfish. I'm like, this is weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember going as a kid and thinking it was amazing. I don't think I went as a kid. I think it was like, because the Bronx Zoo, that's where it is, right? Next to the Bronx Zoo? What, SeaWorld? Or no, that's in Coney, Florida. Coney Island. SeaWorld's in Florida. The aquarium is in Coney Island. No, Aquarium. That's in Coney Island, bud. They're all the same. No, it's not. We don't have killer whales over in Coney Island, the New York Aquarium. Yeah, not over there. Exactly. Florida, they have the damn orcas doing tricks and flips and and picking up their their instructors and flipping them and all that stuff. That was hella cool. I just didn't know 
the trauma and, and all the abuse that they were going to. And it's funny because I did say, I think last week, that, oh, Ted Cruz went to Cancun. Like, he was supposed to go to Florida. <laughs> and he should have went to Disney World. Lo, it would have been less hot for him. And but. lo and behold, he makes a Florida joke. But it's not as cool as Cancun. Oh, <laughs> I was, man. I was dying. It's like, I just made this joke for you last week. <laughs> he watches the show. Oh, he, he does. <laughs> he does. Hey, no, I'm not going to shout out Ted Cruz if you watch the show, if you listen. That's that's nuts. My bad. I wasn't going to do it. I was kind of thinking my, about it. My bad. I apologize. Still my joke. He, he wasn't he wasn't lit at all. I don't know. He needed of better writers not. in the room. Conservatives well, aren't great writers. They, they, they do aren't. funny stuff, but they're not they're not funny. This is like one of the first conventions I can think of uh, during this pandemic that that we've had. And ironically enough, it's in Florida, home of some of the craziest people known to man. And there's a lot of interesting stuff that has been happening during that weekend. One of the first things I saw was the golden statue dedicated towards the man himself, which was going to be Sunday's main attraction. The man who we haven't seen since January when he left office and Joe Biden took over. The man Donald Trump. But before we get there... The whole theme of this year's CPAC was America Uncancelled, which talks about the censorship that's happening in America. And Bastion, I find it highly ironic that there's this one speaker who was supposed to be there and his name was Young Pharaoh. And for those of you Caucasians who do not know, this is why you have us. Young Pharaoh is this hold-up dude, um, pro-black dude, who speaks... Um, he has a lot of... Let's see. How can I do this without getting Nick Cannon? He says no, very anti-Semitic anti things. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. says very anti-Semitic things, and ironically enough, CPAC decided to pull him from the event. So CPAC has canceled Young Pharaoh's appearance from the conference. Ironically enough, it's called America Uncanceled, and the whole topic discussed was once again. Say it with me one two three conservative voices are being silenced so let's take this black man and silence him for the things that we don't agree with and he does and we don't agree with what he says isn't that ironic bash isn't that crazy i thought that was fabulous i thought <laughs> because it's people getting upset that twitter or even mainstream media will just comment on something hence removing that person or that whatever company from that position like mike pillows right yeah because everybody's making complaints about it and it's like this guy's crazy and it's like all right that's it we're not selling his pillows anymore so the same thing for uh cpac it's like hey like this guy has been saying a lot of anti-semitic things how dare you bring him in so right, okay we hear you loud and clear we'll remove him he's like <laughs> but isn't that what they're you're upset about it Exactly. And what's even more crazy is, you know, everyone's been saying, for those of you who do not know what CPAC is, CPAC is basically Comic-Con full of Nazis. And ironically enough, there's a stage that they had that resembled Nazi paraphernalia. And it wasn't the swastika. It was something else. It's called the, the opal, I believe. Right. Or the oval. Yeah, I saw the design. It's like... <laughs> What's the odds of this? Like being just... I know. Like, I was trying to shoot them some bail, thinking to myself, like, okay, surely they didn't do this on purpose, right? Yeah, surely this guy had it on stock already. Like, he had it. 
like laying around and collecting dust because no events happened the whole year. Right. So yeah, take this. Right. I'm making a new one. But oh, the odds dude. of that, it's symbolism. Everything symbolism. That's <laughs> everything symbolism, right? Everything has to be symbolism like this. To me, to me, like Republican Party got to an answer for this. Like they have to say something. See that that's a rabbit hole. What I maybe just want to look away for a second because few anon conspiracies and symbolism has been taken over all twenty twenty. So it's like anytime there's like a symbolism, my old mind, like you know, Jay Electronica jokes aside, it's like oh yeah, the aliens everywhere. Here's the symbol for proof. Like now it's like oh, it's a symbol. I'm just gonna. I, I don't want to think about it right now. We're subtly telling you, you're like, yeah, this is this is the future of the Republican Party. We're gonna yeah, go yeah. full. We're gonna go balls deep. We're going full force Nazi Heil Hitler type of things. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen because they themselves, well, I guess they, they themselves still would need to be protected from the public eye. That's why the whole thing is about being uncanceled, saying as you said, like the voices are being limited. Mm. So they're still trying to kind of navigate those fields. Yeah. Properly. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not even speaking for them. I'm just like it's analyzing this whole weekend. Because I didn't watch all the Me neither. speakers. I didn't either. I, I kind of just skimmed through it. And I think I skimmed through most of Trump's really, really boring speech. This build of really weird things we could get to in a second. But yes. yeah, what, what, what do you want to break down from the event besides like the golden statue? Oh, I really wanted to break down the golden statue because it felt very Supreme Leader-esque. It felt very North Korean. It felt very odd. Just different. The next step of uh, dictatorship? It felt like the next step to not even dictatorship, but just this cultism, this Trump cultism, bro. It, it is weird. I think the whole CPAC is really just like a stand party for 45. It 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 has certainly become that because I remember watching an interview of of people asking the head dude of CPAC why bring Donald Trump over and he's a Donald Trump nut hugger because he also believes that the election was rigged and a lot so, of people there believe this election was rigged. Yeah. So when you said you wanted to talk about CPAC, I was like. And why would like the show Black Seinfeld want to talk about it? it so well, and I kind of came to the conclusion, like this is going to be the future of the conservative party, oh. you know, for the next couple of years. It's like whatever happens here, like you could see their the golden statue. This is where they want to take their politics and talking about what Trump was saying in his speeches, and it's like all right, this is this is the party. This is the party of Trump now. And we're just going to see it. So starting from to like the CPAC over the weekend. Yeah. Going leading all the way to let's say 2022, 2024. You know, Definitely 2024. We're gonna put a lot of comparisons seeing like, oh, remember when this person said this? And mm -hmm. here we are. Well, I felt the exact opposite, right? Because I, I figured you would be questioning, yo, why the hell do you want to even talk about CPAC? And I still don't want to talk about it, but I know it's just you funny. Don't. <laughs> That's exactly. And you knowing me, it's just been so hilarious to watch. It's just been such a a skeptical, a, a spectacle, if you will. Yeah. It has been just hilarious to watch and hilarious to divulge into. 
just from everything from how hypocritical they are from canceling some dude in a in in this uncancel culture-esque theme uh their support of the big lie which is the whole general election um their unwillingness to even acknowledge the 46th president is still pretty hilarious and the ever-loving ball-sucking of donald trump which was the main event of sunday and a couple of things that we have learned from donald trump that faithful day on sunday final day of black history month the main thing though bashing which was what i was surprised that he did not want to start a new political party i was most certain that he was gonna start a new political party Grant canceled mm-hmm. but he said no we love the republican party we're gonna stay here we're gonna do what we do all that and all of that I was shocked it, at that. I thought he was really going to start something new, start his own little far right, whatever. It would change the course of history forever. Yeah, <laughs> he could I, probably turn into a whole corporation, you know. And then it's just slap his name on it because that's what he loves doing anyway. So I was highly surprised party. at that. Yeah, <laughs> the Trump, the Trump party, Tea the Party. party. <laughs> it's capital T. The TTP Trump Tea Party. Yeah, it's. I'm not going to say I'm glad he didn't make his own party, but... I kind of wanted did, him to go that direction. It, it, it would split the Republican Party a little bit. But one thing I do know about, you know, when you're going to vote in some places where it's like your name will be under both like Democrat and the, like the Green Party, it could probably be for those people too. It's like you're running under the Trump Party and then you're running under the Republican Party as well. So it could be... That's, that's that's how it could probably like be sort of like the democrats and i believe like the workers party the workers party the green parties yeah it kind of depends on your district and yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. an opponent running on it if there's no opponent then it's going to be labeled for all three yeah because i remember eight. uh voting 2020 and joe biden was on the workers party delegation or whatever yeah i think it's a state thing i think like they oh, have okay. to put it but yeah, you know, put put that man's. That's my man's. Put put him on the team. You know, so starting five with the point guard. He don't do a lot of assists. Nor does he score. He just dribbles the ball off his foot. Oh, I, it's like that's some James Westbrook. Harden type. Of, I was gonna say James Harden, but okay, that's nah. James Harden's a killer. He is. Hey, at least you acknowledge it. And that's we out here, man, killing it. Nah, he, James Harden's amazing. He's one of my favorite players. Oh really? I, I didn't even know that. He just doesn't care sometimes when you just like you know step back shoots the three. My man travels a lot though. Oh yeah, the step back travels. How does some, he get away with it? Some people catch it. Some people catch it. Some people don't. How does how does he get away with it? Maybe it's the beard. Yeah. So like during the whole Trump speech, it was kind of weird to kind of see him talk about. Um, getting the vaccine it's like we did it like record speed he says it's gonna take five years you know he's just lying he's really just lying you know really. he's giving us all the hits that we were used to when he was president just the lies but i find it weird that he's like talking such highly about the vaccines where his whole base like you know the QAnon base or like the anti-vaxxer base are really against getting vaccines yeah and the people are like you know cheering for him so it feels a little bit contradictory for the people right like they're anti-vaccine, but yet they're cheering that he's talking about vaccines. And he thinks th 
and they all think that this whole thing is a hoax. Exactly, because no nobody was wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no one was wearing a mask. Because if you are for vaccine, that means you'll be either have vaccine, wearing the mask. But I, I'm pretty sure most of them were tested before going. But it's Florida, so it's, they're very very lax. I guarantee you, this spring break, all of them are going to Texas. <laughs> Texas, here you go. Texas is taking so much else, bro. I think Mississippi as well. They after yeah, Texas and said. Mississippi as well. But I'm, even but though they're still struggling from the uh, from the snowstorm because most counties don't have running water. Yes, man. Specifically, Texas has been taking L after L and is getting cucked by their own party. Yeah, <laughs> just nonstop cucking of Texas has been and... totally just. <laughs> Just sad to see, man. Shout out to all the listeners that listen to us from Texas. I see y'all, okay? And I'm with y'all. I support y'all, okay? Thank y'all for tuning in to Black Seinfeld, bro. But Greg Abbott, he is he is cucking you with no Vaseline, dude. It is so bad to see that. For those of you who do not know, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has formally made it official that he is lifting all COVID restrictions, 100% capacity. He even dropped the mandatory mask mandate. Like, all of that is gone. So by tomorrow, like, Texas is back in full swing, baby. Everything is back to normal. And it's not like they're, like, under 1% of the people people in Texas that's getting COVID. It's still pretty high over there. Very high. Over 7%, 7%. Oh, even compared to New York, I think New York is under five percent now. Yeah, in Much certain boroughs, in certain boroughs, yeah. I think um, Bronx, Bronx is, is still high. Bronx is still high, which is crazy. We love but, you, the Bronx. But speaking of Texas, this is just reported two hours ago. ERCOT oh. CEO Bill Magnus will be out in two months after the board voted to exercise his sixty-day term- termination notice. So they kind of kicked him out as CEO. Oh, how? Why did they kick him out? Why did you, we had two episodes about it? I mean, why? Hey, people, if you want to understand why? Listen to our last two episodes of Black Seinfeld. Go on your phone, Come go on, on Bash. Po- your podcast, oh, okay, and fine. check it out. That's a good. That's a good little setup. <laughs> See, I was trying to set you up so that way, you know, just in case people haven't listened, can you know tell them now. But hey, yeah, Black Seinfeld. Older episodes on BlackSeinfeld.com. Yeah. Go BlackSeinfeld.com. there. <laughs> that's right. We've been working hard on it. BlackSeinfeld.com, people. Yeah. But the uh, the whole the whole Trump pretty much gave you your, your the best hits yeah. of his administration for the past four years. So I don't think we need to divulge in it. If you wanna but the major Trump, thing also to our older episodes in late twenty twenty. Right, but the major thing also is he's unsure about running in twenty twenty four yet. He's still skeptical. So just take that what you will with it. He's still skeptical. He he hasn't made his formal decision. He hasn't made his declaration of running in 2024. But because I have my ears glued to these Twitter screets and these MAGA Twitter screets, I'm telling you, people, MAGA Twitter is hype out here. All right? I'm warning you now. Okay? Four years from now, listen, I know we don't like Joe Biden right now. Okay? I know I know we are finding out that the horns are coming out again. The promises that he was making before he has formerly himself said that he isn't making them like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? But MAGA Twitter 
is going to come back with a vengeance, okay? They've been they are waiting, they are salivating at the very chance, the very opportunity to get their guy back into office. You understand me? Okay? Hell, even 2 years from now when when some of these Senate seats are up, all right? They are waiting. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's that should be our like the first flag to see it's like, hey, two years from now, 2022, just how the election goes over there. Mm -hmm. That's those that's swing it. states, Georgia and all swing of them. States. Hey, they're back to red and mm. that's what <laughs> makes them swing. Hey, ain't a thing if it don't got that swing. You know what I'm saying? You get me? Yeah. So, you know, Biden got to switch up these next two years because the mask is off and you got to put it on. Hey. And you play know, the Texas, part. Texas is playing that song now. Yo, so Are you maybe the stimulus check, like they kind of closed it, so it phased out before it was like from seventy five thousand to I think one hundred three. Yeah, now it's from seventy five thousand to eighty thousand. So you know you're struggling with that eighty thousand check, especially in New York City. You know after taxes, it isn't much, man. <laughs> it isn't much. Speaking especially of, depending on where you're living, you know, imagine living in Manhattan, bedroom apartment paying one thousand five hundred. Make it 80k a year. 1,500 people are paying for a room. Way for a room. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely it's a bit less room. now. Hopefully, people kind of re-signed their lease and got like okay. 300 knocked off. Good. It's a good thing that you're talking about this now because here's like the New York updates of a lot of crap going on. Yes, rent is going down due to the pandemic, right? But see, this is what I hate right now. I hate that we got outlets like Bloomberg and all of these spots talking about about this next New York resurgence. I say to hell with y'all. Stay the F out. Remember, just last year, y'all were talking about, is New York City dead? New York City is dead. The whole that weirdo. atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot his name. That weirdo. Those freaking weirdos <laughs> talking about, oh, New York City is dead. dead. Everyone is moving now because you can't do anything anymore. Andrew Yang and... ain't, new, ain't really in New York City Andrew anymore. Andrew Yang's in New Pulse and all that. <laughs> But nah, bro, don't come back. Don't come back now that we starting to rebuild, okay? MTA, we're coming back stronger than ever, all right? First, it was four hours worth of time to clean. Now, it's only two hours worth of time to clean. It went from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. to now much. 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. I know, but hey, but hey, it means that New York is coming back slowly. And with the MTA, and with the MTA cutting down the time to two hours... Now you see these restaurants starting to stay up a bit later than 10 o'clock again. Some are staying past midnight now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying like OJ, the 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 bounce back is happening soon. And for all you people that, that moved back to the Midwest and all that, hey, Jay-Z said it the best. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Guess what? You lost. You did not make it here. Stay home respectfully, okay? Stay home respectfully because it was y'all and it was that weirdo ass writer that said New York is dead. Uh 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 uh. So nah, now that we starting to to rise above the occasion once again, doing what we do best, and that's be one of the best cities in the world to live in. Nah, stay your ass out of here. Go go around New Jersey. I hear Jersey City's nice around this time of the year. Stay your ass over there. Don't come don't come around here. Don't come around here try to gentrify this ish part two again. All right. Stay your ass out. And that's on everything, B. That being said, let's get into the first song of the week. First song of the week, Bastion. It is Women's History Month. And we want to big up to all the ladies. 
okay? That's what we're going to do this month. We're going to play nothing but the ladies, nothing but the women, okay? Black women, strong, independent, black, beautiful black queens. That's what we're going to big up. Yes, and we're going to start with Tiana Taylor, low-key, featuring Erica Badu. Who recently... Her album for last year. Who recently turned 50, by the way. Miss Erica Badu is still flawless. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. 
Welcome back. That was a little bit of new tune for your head top. One time low key featuring Erica Badu from the one and only Miss Tiana Taylor, who came out with her album, self-titled album last year, 2020, which was a banger. It was a hell of a better job than her 2018 release due to your boy, Kanye Bastion. I feel like it's 2017. No, it's 2018. No, that was 2018 because that was the year of good music dropping week after week remember it was Pusha T then it, I think it was Kitsy Ghost then it was Kanye oh no it I screwed it Kanye, up Kanye then Kitsy Ghost then when did Nas drop no Nas dropped right after Pusha T because I remember that because that was when Jay-Z and the Carters dropped the day after remember that yeah that was yeah I do remember that <laughs> Hey, I'll say it again. Listen, the Carters was a man album, but it was a hell of a lot better than that Nas record, bro. I'm sorry, it was. There were solid tracks on there. There were. There were. There Any, was the every first time Jay Z went off. It felt like a solid track. And Beyonce went off too. Like Beyonce in her in her rap pocket, I didn't expect that, but she did the damn thing. Especially yeah, when she quoted her her daughter Blue when she was like, "I ain't never seen a scene in my whole life that's where it's a blue stick of an eye." Hey, I'm gonna get that Ivy Park. I don't care what y'all say. Don't judge me. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. It's wait wait before we get there. Yeah. Ivy Park used to work with Top Shop, right? Yeah. So I I'm a skinny dude, but so I like to buy like Uniqlo and Top Man because then they fit me without me going to the dry cleaners for them to you know fix it up. So especially like suits or like fancy shirts and stuff. So, but they they completely shut down. They no longer exist in the United States. It's like all right, they went. Bankrupt. Oh, Top Man. Top Man. It's like they went bankrupt. And oh, dude, I didn't even know that. I think they were getting ready to leave the United States, but I think the pandemic kind of kind of pushed them off. It was the final nail in the coffin. Final nail in the coffin. Well, hell, it's happening to the Alamo Draft House too, over in which is Texas base, by the way. Oh yeah. So. The weird thing is they were bought out by ASOS. And for people that know, like, ASOS is, like, your go-to. Yo, I'm in college. I'm broke, but I need to be fresh for the weekend. ASOS is the place to go. $20 a year. I'm not doing advertisements, but their two-day shipping is just phenomenal. And I type in topmen.com because I wanted to get some interview shirts. You You wanted to get some new floral? Oh, yeah, I do. I need an interview shirt. Need some new florals. I go on topman.com because it's in my brain. You know, topman.com. Boom, asos.com. Like, this is disgusting. But the first thing they show you is, like, topman selections. Like, this is this is even worse. I'm out of here. So I, I didn't buy any shirts. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. Because shout out to you if you like buying clothes in person. But now I got to buy online. I do. I, hey, I think I remember going to Topshop with you that one time. That was the day after you graduated or that evening after you graduated. And we went over to some spot. Del Frisco's. The Del Frisco's. 
in Manhattan? Yeah, it was Manhattan. We went to Uniqlo and then we went to Top. Oh Man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I cop anything? You copped hmm. some shoes, I believe. Colhan shoes. You were nah, balling that Cole. day. You I nah, you bought some shoes, bro. I, I bought Colhans. No, nah, I didn't buy Colhans. I probably bought shoes, but I, it, it wasn't Colhans. Where it could have been Cole Hans. I'm trying to big you up, anyways. I'm trying to. I'm okay. trying to let the people know. Bashing out here, he Cole. knows how to dress. He knows how to get fresh. He knows about shoes and suits, and yeah. he likes a good yeah. floral shirt from from Top Shop. Yeah, floral shirt like the Hawaiians do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's your bag. All right, let let's get into some science. Oh man, or some tech, tech and it's a little bit of both. It it's is a little bit science. of both because. Something oh, actually, let, let, let's get into the Twitter first before we get into that. Yeah, all right. So, something happened on Twitter, which, ironically enough, it's been my eighth anniversary on Twitter. Twitter just notified me this. But something finally happened where Bastion finally broke down, and he finally sort of came to his, his needs of wanting to be on the chatty house, on Clubhouse. I'll never forget it. I was just chilling in my bed and Bastion's like, yo, bro, can you send me the clubhouse invite again? And I was thinking to myself, hey, how the hell are you going to do this? Because clubhouse is only for iOS. It's only for iPhones. You need, I need to send it to your number. But, you know, your number is, is, is on Android. I don't know if you, if you know how to do this. Oh, sidetrack real quick. Just in case, if you don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is basically this audio panel um, app, and there's different Clubhouse for different topics that you want to talk about. So there's a Clubhouse for for podcasters. Uh, there's there's Clubhouses for pro wrestling. It's basically this communal thing where it is this one large audio panel, and you can do it from the comfort of your own home. So. Clubhouse has gotten really huge due to the fact that a lot of celebrities have been using it as well. Also, a lot of businessmen, a lot of people that make six figures, and they just go on Clubhouse and, you know, just lend their time to try and inspire and teach people how to, you know, basically become millionaires, X, Y, and Z, how to grow their social media. Whatever your intent on Clubhouse is, you will find a, a Clubhouse that will allow you to connect with people with the same interests as you. I think that's the best explanation for it. Certainly. So, <laughs> thanks. So Bastion finally gets the invite or whatever. And as this You're is going, ball. yeah, because of the fear of missing out, because that's what a lot of millennials do nowadays, just like the fire festival. Remember that bash? Oh yeah. God missing damn out, it. paying a thousand dollars for a ticket. God yeah. damn it. Ja Rule. Ja Rule done did it again. <laughs> but anyways, so I'm chilling, right? And I'm inviting Bastion to the chatty house, as I like to call it. And I check on my Twitter and something was wrong with the fleets, right? I was on Van Jones's, CNN Van Jones's um, on Icon. And there was like this little purple icon that was next to his name. And I didn't know what the hell it was, right? So I click on it and it puts me into this, chat house like room where it's nothing but audio and van is like yo i don't know what i just did but i just pressed the button just to see what it just to see what it did and 
that's how I found out that Twitter was making its own version of Clubhouse. And what's even crazy is, remember how I said a couple of minutes ago that Clubhouse is only for iPhone, iOS users. Well, apparently, Twitter's version of Clubhouse, which is called Twitter Spaces, it is available for people with the iPhones and iOS, but also it's now available for people with Androids. And this is crazy because you remember how we talked about, I don't know how long ago this was, but the fact that when certain apps get really huge, the bigger apps will come out of nowhere. The bigger social networks will come out of nowhere and sort of do the same thing that they're doing, causing those people to flood back to that app. So for example, right, Vine came out. It was a six minute, six second video masterpiece, right? And then freaking Instagram comes out and they do 10 second videos, right? And then you had Snapchat with their whole Snapchat stories and Instagram does the same thing, right? So I, I won't say Instagram, I'll say Facebook. Well, at yes. that time, Facebook bought Instagram, that which is true. allowed Instagram to grow faster than everybody else. You're absolutely right, Bastion. So Facebook <laughs> decided, hey, since you don't want to, hey, since you don't want to come on board with Facebook, you know, maybe, you know, this Instagram thing, we're probably going to do the same thing that you do, but we're going to tweak it and make it a little bit better, right? And that's what if Facebook... they have a better researching team. Yeah, and that's what Facebook has been doing. And the fact that Facebook also has a lot more money and it has a lot more employees that can manufacture this stuff up quickly and actually make it better. And that's the thing with Twitter spaces is what they're calling their version of clubhouse. And remember Twitter is this freaking Mecca conglomerate, right? And clubhouse, I believe is only run by still like 10 people. Okay. So that's why, Android users is still it's still hard for you to to even get in because they're not even done with it. The thing is still in beta, by the way. Like the only way you can get in is through these invites like I just did with Bastion. That's the only way you can get in now. So Twitter's been on the underbelly working on this spaces for about what? Since November, December. Meanwhile, Clubhouse has been out since about April. Right. So I just find it crazy that Twitter has been doing this under the rug. And it seems like not that many people on the chatty house know about it, especially since the people that I've been seeing on Clubhouse, they have a lot of Twitter follows. They have they're verified on Twitter. A lot of these moderators already have that established network on these different apps right so what i was thinking is like hey once twitter officiates this whole thing and spaces is now a prime feature like is it over for chat house for the for the chat house is it over for clubhouse is everyone just going to start flocking over to twitter because now it's also enabling android users i don't know bash i don't know for me, I just want to hop in real quick and say, like, the design is very, very similar. Clubhouse has a, a lot of these kind of square circle edges. Yes. So it's, like, very smooth. It's very iPhone-heavy design. I don't think it'll translate nicely on Android because most, because most Android apps aren't designed with so much round edges. Mostly an Apple thing. But um, the Twitter um, spaces... And it was formerly known as Voices because 
I was watching a video. I was doing some research, and one of the videos came up from Twitter saying, like, yeah, we started this in uh, back in 2019 called Voices, but we weren't sure that it would have been, like, acceptable. And the minute we're getting ready to do more beta testing, Clubhouse comes in the scene and kind of kicks it off. So it's like, oh, okay, it's doing really well. I guess our, like, original idea wasn't that, that bad either, so hence they kind of dropped it. For me, because it looks so similar, I think this is my, you know, I'm guessing just how looking at the design is that they studied Clubhouse for maybe a couple, like, you know, maybe a couple months, like a month or two. Join, try it out, look at the design, and then brought it back to Twitter. That's why it looks so similar. They're 100%. trying to see like what's the best way to design it. Because um, I think most designs at the end of the day uh, not, is a knockoff of either snapchat or instagram no matter what the circles on the top you press it it's, it's glowing um there's a new fleets or whatever yeah. it's, it's twitter it's fleets all, it's all very sim um similar to instagram i think instagram right now is pretty much in control of like the design world in my opinion and apple too so those two anything that they come up with that's kind of how the the interface is going to look like but yeah uh, it, it looks interesting i think it's going to be successful on both fields but i think as of right now clubhouse might look like the spot it but is i think most most people might want to separate it's like hey i'd rather be on clubhouse than with my followers on twitter unless you're already popping on twitter twitter but i think clubhouse might be a bit easier to like manage yeah because one thing that i was thinking about is twitter culture right so twitter bots twitter bots twitter culture and the fact that over in clubhouse right doesn't matter how many files you have or anything like that everyone is still on an equal playing field right because this thing is still relatively new and the way that you get follows is if you say something that people agree with is if you say something that can potentially help someone or if you are a like-minded person in a particular clubhouse. So everyone is on equal and same footing. Twitter, not so much. You have your verifieds, you have your celebrities, you have, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to get popping on Twitter, right? And if you do get popping on Twitter, you're going to have these people on Twitter searching through your Twitter history to make sure that you weren't doing some BS back in 2012, all right. So I don't know, Bastion. You may have a point there because over in Twitter, Twitter has been out for longer. Twitter's been out since about what, 2007, 2008. So it has a longer history and it has a longer blueprint and it has a longer um, timeline of stuff that was acceptable back in 2009, but not so much acceptable in 2021. Right. So what if you have one of these Twitter bots show up to one of these spaces and just try and troll or something like that? I don't yeah, know. Troll in the chat. But it, it is controllable, pretty much like Clubhouse, where the moderators are the ones that will answer the people that are raising their hands in the room. Not everybody's talking at the same time. That would be insane. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It is interesting. So it's just a just a fair warning to people. It's a conference. It's a new conference, if anything. Watching college, you're gonna say you need to join the clubhouse conference. You know, we went to your college. Like, yeah, you gotta join the conference tonight it's at nine p.m. You get it extra credit. You know, oh, we're inviting God. so and so from Chase. 
Hey, what I think is cool, though, is people are doing their own radio shows on Clubhouse, and I think that's fire. So I don't know. Maybe, man, some black sign for after dark. It? It, it doesn't have a recording feature? You could record it. Oh, uh, 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 yeah? You could screen okay. cap it. You can always do the screen cap thing on your phone. Clubhouse, oh, yeah. is, Clubhouse is being a bit more lenient with it now. They got a bit stricter when certain things were coming out of Clubhouse and, and into Twitterdom. Basically, I remember it was uh, Tom Hanks' kid, Chet Hanks. He was on a, on a clubhouse one time, and black women were calling his ass out on his uches of patois. And for those of you who do not know what patois is, it's a Caribbean, it's a Caribbean dialect of English. It's broken down English with a, more of a Caribbean twang to it. And Chet Hanks, who is Tom Hanks' kid, who is a white boy who has never... I'm not going to say he's never been to the Caribbean because he's probably been to the Caribbean. I took some acting classes. Probably took in some acting classes. No, he's a freaking rapper. He didn't take no damn acting. He's a freaking rapper. <laughs> you could take some acting classes at 10 years old. <laughs> All right, fine. But anyways, black women. Hey, most, most rappers are actors, too. OK, they took acting in high school or some in the seventh grade. <laughs> that is very true. That's and stage fine. presence. You don't learn that from rapping. You got to learn acting from that's true. That's a good point, Bastion. But yeah, there was this uh, trend that, that kept happening around late 2020. I'd say like the, the last quarter of 2020 where uh, the clubhouse conversations were sprinkling over to Twitter because people kept recording it. So for a while there, you weren't allowed to record on clubhouse because of that. And if they did catch you recording, like they could have kicked you out of the app. And once you're kicked out of the app, there's no coming back like it's over. And I think they uh, do a great... Yeah, you're you're banned in the shadow realm, bruh. But I think Clubhouse does do a good job in, like, having some sort of regulations. I think it's slowly... It can slowly turn into, like, a LinkedIn if you want it to be. But also, you know, it's it's also for um, people's personal use if they just want to connect to like-minded people. So I remember the first month I was on Clubhouse, I believe it was basically the second day of 2021 where I was just addicted to the thing for like a good month. And then I believe a month in, I started actually talking a bit more, you know, because I got a bit comfortable. I started asking questions about Black Seinfeld to like other mainstream podcasters and all that stuff. Um, Word to the wise, though. You got to go to the black ones, okay? You got to go to the black ones because so, some of these people, dog, I ain't going to lie, Bastion. They, don't, they didn't get it. They did not oh, no. get it. No, they did not get it. The thing is not all advice is adhered advice. So it's like, no that's matter true. what you say, might not be helpful. But, you know, advice works for anybody. You might interpret mm -hmm. completely different than Exactly. I. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should do one of these um, moderating because, you know, people always come to me with, with uh, advice or, or people come to me seeking my advice to start up their podcasts and all that stuff. And I think that'll go relatively well on the, the chatty house too. That'd be I fun. I might do what you just said, like just use it for a month. Then I, I'll kind of come up and do like a five minute segment of Bastion's time on chatty house. Yeah, exactly. Cause it can be whatever it is you want it to be. I remember the first day I, I talked about some of the wildest sexual experience I've ever had, but also after that, we dissected Solange's A Seat at the Table track for track. Then after that, I went into a clubhouse about just podcasting, how to grow the podcasting. 
uh, how to how to grow our brand, um, what steps we should take in order to grow our brand, i.e. content. If we know the content is good, then it's time that we show off the content, such as doing this video thing that we're doing now. Shout out to all you YouTube listeners. Please tap the bell on the icon or whatever and then hit smash that like button and then hit subscribe. Did I do that right? We sure, got sure. to work on that. We got to sure. work on it. But anyways, Clubhouse is amazing. It's very fun. Builder space is coming through, so we got to see the competition. They could do something, improve it. I think the whole thing is not to add video to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want I don't want video being added to it. But also, yeah, there's but... a lot of scams going on too. There's been a lot of scams on the on the chatty house. Oh yeah, life is a scam because you go somewhere and they'll give you advice and say, "Hey, you know, give me a hundred bucks, I'll teach you how to exactly build an LLC." You know? Mm-hmm. What I mean? Oh man, LLC Twitter. <laughs> oh god, LLC is... Clubhouse is even worse. It's like LLC it Twitter, but with it... voices. No, no, LLC Twitter, LLC and Clubhouse most likely is closer to LLC on Instagram, which is uh, worse. Oh, you mean the those it's freaking on... pyramid scheme scams? With the with the um with the business quotes in the background with and and people in suits always black people by the way in suits with these scams by the way they always do that <laughs> always. A little, it's like fifty black be... men in suits like what the hell bro with inspirational <laughs> quotes in 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 crap and then you have like a Jay Z um video for like five minutes or whatever and then you have a diddy video and then gary v is going to be talking fast as usual and crap you know what i'm talking about bastion oh yeah and it's weird it's like anytime i see like a super like black capitalist type cat and i was like all right i'm this is this is gonna be weird i'm out here like hey dog you want to make some money yeah it's quick this it's it's simple simple get an llc then get a credit card from the bank I'm like, what? Then no. buy these houses, you know. Then you then know, flip them, make you know? some money. Then flip them. Then do your taxes. Bam, you get five thousand dollars. Exactly. First of all, that's a whole year. Second of all, you probably have terrible credit, so the banks won't give you anything with a new LLC. You know what, Bastion? No business. I don't understand how a man could call another man a, a boss. That's like calling another man daddy. I'm from Harlem. We don't do that in Harlem. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to the next subject let's get to like what, is, what i was going to say what the, are you going to talk about oh yes man please tell tech. me what's going on with these shortages these chip shortages all right so global semiconductor shortage the other day biden signs an executive order to address the chip shortage through a review to strengthen the supply chain i saw that and it's kind of like i'm pretty sure i heard something like shortage before so i kind of did some more research and recently, GM and even like Tesla are going to shut down their factories for a bit. General Motors people. People know GM. GM. Hey, man, you got to assume some somebody in somebody's know. family worked at GM at one point in time before they start downsizing. Hey, man, the, the streets be listening to us. Sometimes you got to break down things simple. Like GM means General Motors. Just, hey, you just know LLC, you know stocks, you know GM. Done. All right, fine. <laughs> Continue, Bash, and I apologize. Yeah, so... um. So to talk about semiconductors, I just want to talk about that. Then we're just going to break into like what's going on with it and why there's a shortage. Um, so before we get into semiconductors, what we need to know is what a conductor and an insulator is. A conductor are materials that permit electrons to flow freely from particle to particle, which essentially conducts electricity. Yeah, like right? pennies, copper. 
people or conductors. A, yeah. Then you have an insulator, which are materials that impede the free flow of electrons from atom to atom and molecule to molecule, which essentially means that it does not conduct electricity. And insulators are pretty important because it prevents the charge from being transferred from the conductive object to its surroundings. Now, just altogether, what a semiconductor is, is they're made from different elements like silicone or germanium, boron, indium, and they conduct electricity between the insulator and the conductor. This dude right? is fucking Bill Nye over here. All right. All right, hey, Bill Nye. One hour. I kind of knew most of it, but it's like you, you got to you know. Refresh. Yeah, this is basically like fourth grade science, guys. We promise you, you've learned this in science class. No, you haven't. Yes, you have. You. The you conductors? Prob- you probably didn't understand what you were doing in science class. Like the most they probably did is like electricity and putting it together. It's like, yeah, the switch and all and that. On. The switch. Yeah, yeah. You had that. no idea what was going on, okay? <laughs> you had Fine. no idea. So, Continue, man. Chips. Yes. So there is a shortage in chips, in the chips right now. And chips are used pretty much in everything, right? Cell phones, uh, which is smartphones, radios, TVs, computers, video games, pretty much everything. And right now, the way cars are being built is they have a lot of chips, like highly designed chips inside of them, like microchips and everything, making them better and faster. So all of these cars from the future today, 2021 and, and electric cars, they need a lot of those chips. Hence, they need a lot of semiconductors. So now there's a whole shortages because most of, let's say, for example, GM, in March, the pandemic happens, you got to shut everything down. They call the company that, put, that produces it for them and say, hey, we're going to cancel all these orders. Hit around, hit around let's say, August. People are starting to buy cars a lot more lately. Say, hey, we need those. We're going to order a few more. The problem is because they shut down those orders, they're not making them. Right. So now they're playing catch up. Now, Oof. because of the pandemic, more people are buying technology, more buying cell phones, buying right. different things. There was a shortages of microphones because everyone started creating their own podcasts during the damn pandemic. Remember exactly. that? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I will about the what's it the S H R U R of seven yeah do podcast for four hundred dollars yeah no, I couldn't it's on Amazon it was sold out everyone was buying those craps up but anyways yeah man but the but pretty much like the chips are not hard to find but they're not producing as much as they used to because right. of the pandemic so kind of reeling it back to why Biden even did an executive order for that is because he, he probably realized, hence Silicon Valley realized, is that they've been getting their uh, circuits from other countries. Mm. Hence, we're not producing a lot of it within the United States. Like China? China isn't producing as much as you think either. Oh, wow. So I did some research, and what China is trying to do is implement this, I think, a multi-billion dollar plan to con- to create its own semiconductor um, production. And by, I think, like 2025, they'll produce like 75% of their own like uh, circuits and everything. So a lot of, like Taiwan is actually one of the biggest ones, uh, TSMC. Mm. Um, their, their industry leads in the, the best chips. So that's pretty much what they're getting. Um, I think Samsung also creates, is a, one of those huge chip makers as well. Bastion, do you know how much these chips cost relatively, each chip? So that's a great question. 
and I can't really answer that. Just the best way to explain, depending on the intricacies or how complex it is. Let's say the new iPhone, right? Yeah. iPhone 12 Max. How much would that uh, A13 bionic chip cost? We're not even looking at that part by itself, but that's one. Yeah. Next part you're going to look at is 5G. Mm. 5G requires a lot more within uh, the, the chip. So because of that, it's kind of like taking a lot of manpower to just create those 5G chips than it was creating those chips just to put in your little radio. Mm. So that's kind of what's going on. That's why there's a shortage is because the chips now are more complex than they were before. So they require more time and more design in order to make sure those chips are done well. And everything's like really, really, really tiny. So apparently in those rooms, you're not, you have to kind of go through this air shower because they don't want like a speck of dust. And if you've ever, ever. It's like almost performing surgery. Huh? It's like almost performing surgery. Sounds yeah. like. And if you ever, ever um, bought a new phone and you need to put like a little plastic clear yes. on top of the phone. Uh-huh. And it's telling you you have to wipe down and everything because if there's a one little speck of dust, there's a bubble. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they design their things, too. So it, it's very interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it does sound interesting, bro, because these are these are certain things that a lot of people take for granted or aren't even aware of right yeah. and we need these things because it sounds like these chips are almost like the nucleus of the technology within itself right and without they're that very, nucleus very like important. you're screwed they're very very important since like maybe early 1900s to now and 1900s yeah early 1900s to now they're pretty much in everything so anything you could think of the has ipad a chip it. it has a chip in it you know, our, our microphones, everything has like a type of chip in it in order to conduct like electricity in the insulator and everything. That's and crazy. Is What's interesting is when I first saw that, I originally thought that it could be due to uh, the shortages in either like boron or like silicone. Because mm. I do remember them talking about this over 10 years ago, saying that there's going to be a shortage of silicone within the future. Because it's it's pretty much used in everything. Yeah, I believe it. But I think as of right now, the biggest problem is the factories aren't aren't producing the numbers that they need right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, due to my research, I, I they said it's like within six the next six months or near the end of twenty twenty one, everything should have should be uh, caught up. All right. No. Now so, check yeah. out this. Check out how we move to one topic to the other. Check this out. Are these chips also being used for the robotic dogs that we've been seeing around New York recently? Yes. If anything, those chips are really complex and complicated to make as well. That's why those dogs roughly cost roughly around like $75,000. So for those of you who do not know, some weird phenomena has been happening where the NYPD has been using these robotic dogs to do some patrolling right and they've been doing this to to catch certain criminals i know that they've used a robotic dog over in the bronx recently and the first ones that came about was over in brooklyn as well where they try to uh, catch a shooter and the shooter ran to the project buildings and they used the robotic dog to to go and find that shooter 
Now, I don't know about you, Bastion, but I feel like K9 should form a union and go on strike because these robotic dogs are taking their jobs, and I don't respect that. Yeah, I think it's called Spot from Boston Dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really cool. I'm actually, like, a big fan of it because every time, like, a YouTuber Bastion, gets a dog. What? Huh? Why are you a fan of this? No, no. I'm talking about the dog. Unless you're talking about the dog. Yes, the robotic dog. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I like it. Why? You never watch any of the YouTube videos? No, like, Bastion. Okay. We don't need well, robo dogs. No, it's actually, it's really cool. It's very difficult to make. That's why it's cost $75,000. So if you like, you know, futuristic stuff, you know, but if see, you like Star Wars, then you don't like this. Listen, kind of listen. The issue is, though, no Bastion. See, this isn't <laughs> Radical Bastion right here, because Radical Bastion would be like, oh, these cost $75,000. Meanwhile, people are starving out here. You only want to give don't us buy it. It's not for you. It's not, don't buy it. Who it's said not you for have us to buy, buy Bastion, but damn, All if right. we're trying to defund the police here, Bastion, and trying to allocate that money back to no, the people, no, no, they no. spend see, it on robotic the... dogs, Bastion. This isn't you, Bastion. This is the futurist you, Bastion. This, this is too conversations i'm having conversation on the robotic dog okay fine then i'm going to transition into why it's terrible that nypd is wasting over a hundred thousand dollars i jumped the gun my bad my yeah. bad i jumped the gun I just, I just want to tell the people like the dogs are pretty cool go on youtube type in robotic dog and you're going to see how you know different ways to play with it and if you're a coder uh you could also code different um algorithms into the the dog in order for them to this is do fun cool. things the weird thing that I've seen online is like a throwing a party and the dog could uh, just walk around and give you like beer and everything. Just get a regular freaking dog, people. I don't think this is you cool. Don't, you don't abuse your dog to put, you, you know what I mean? No, it's like you could you do can, whatever you want listen, with the robotic dog. Here's the thing, it's, Bash. It's all about your imagination. Here's the thing, Bash. And here's the problem with humanity, and the cops right? cops are using it to catch... <laughs> Yeah, that is true. But here's the problem with humanity, right? Humanity yeah. always wants to build, right? Humanity always wants to create the latest technology. They always want to create the latest AI. They always want to create the robotic version of something, right? And one of these days, you're going to get these robots angry. They're going to turn on you, and then the robotic war will happen, okay? So y'all better... The EMP, done. You seen Knocked what happened? You seen what happened with Ultron in Avengers two? Okay, is that what you want for no humanity? No one's creating Bastion? AIs. No one's creating. Well, people are creating. Yes, AIs. they are, Bastion. We yes, just said are. this. But the robotic they're creating dog robotic dogs right now. Not, and you don't think throughout AI. time we're gonna get an, an a, a Vision S person? I do. But Why when does it stop? Future? I'm not afraid yeah. of the future. Okay. Let it happen. If we lose, we lose. So what? <laughs> What? No, Bastion. No, Bastion. No, you're not thinking, man. If we lose, we lose. All right, let's let's talk about the NYPD wasting money on it. Okay, yeah, yes. that's a problem. I'm completely 75, propaganda on a very cool robotic dog. It's I'm totally against it. This is how this is pretty much like drones, right? Drones are originally it created for military purposes, but it's really cool for aerial views if you want to make a your own home video. <laughs> but also drones being used to pollinate the flowers because there's a decrease in population of bees as well. See? You know exactly. Those are cool things. What else is cool for drones? It, great light shows. But uh, I think was it was it Lady Gaga that used the drones for the Super Bowl? Did she? I'm pretty sure. 
Don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure it was Lady Gaga that used the drones in the Super Bowl. Oh man, you just mentioned Thousands Lady of them Gaga. Just to kind of put it together because we don't need you know fireworks like that. It's got LED drones. You know they could do whatever they Good want. Point. They could do a whole show. You know, just gotta ask a coder put 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 them you know, tell them to do things. Make a whole algorithm. Yeah. Say, All right, but you do this to this. The whole show is five minutes. You know. Yo, speaking of Lady Gaga and and dogs, did you did you read about? The fact that her her dogs were getting kidnapped and her dog walker got shot. Did you see that? Yeah, that was wild. It was only it was super wild for me because I saw the video. I did too. The, the not uh, I saw both videos, but of the guy playing with the dogs and like he really cares for the dog. And then I see him getting robbed. Getting like, pulled is... up. All right. So see now that you saw this, this had to be premeditated, don't you think? I think this what kind of dogs were it. I don't remember the the breed of dogs, but I just felt like this was premeditated because he he took nothing else. The robbers took nothing else, just the dogs at gunpoint, by the way, and shot them. So this had to have been premeditated, right? If you take nothing else, just the dogs, like that dude had to have known. Okay, it's a French bulldog, and so this is why. Those are actually one of the highest kidnapped dogs right at the moment really yeah this man is on oceans 11s for dogs yeah oh yeah oceans 11s for dogs okay we'll go there so french bull bulldogs they're very popular yeah and they're very rare because they're they're uh purebred you know about purebred the more pure it is of course it gets dumber but at the same time it's uh, more expensive I want a purebred Maine Coon cat. Of course, I have to pay $2,000 so somebody can send from, like, Russia to New York. You're with, crazy. A, you're with a pure blood. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But, essentially, I think um, that was that was a problem. It's like, wrong place, wrong time, wrong yeah. criminals knowing, like, oh, that's a French bulldog. Let's get it. Yeah. It's crazy they shot him, though. Hell, I, yeah. Maybe. I saw it from the ring. Shout out to these ring uh, doorbells, man. The ring doorbells catch everything. The rings are strange because, like, Amazon could hold on to that. So, but you know, once you put it in the clouds, they're yeah. forever, right? Oh, dude. Yo, everyone on the block now seems to have these ring doorbells, right? And we do, too. So, every time I hear the doorbell, I'm thinking it's our doorbell. But... It's not on your phone? Uh, no, no, no. It's on my dad's phone. Okay, you didn't want it. Nah, I'm good. Okay. I don't want that. I'm fine. But the problem is all of the ring, all of the the doorbells sound the same. So I don't know what it is. It seems like all of those doorbells are in are in sync with people with ours. So sometimes I could hear the doorbell, and it's probably like the next neighbor's ring doorbell. Does that make sense? Because we all live close together. Houses are packed together. Yeah, yeah. So it just sounds like our doorbell is being rung, but really it's like next door neighbors or the neighbor across the streets. Because it's that loud. Everyone can hear it. I don't own a ring and I don't want one. I just need a keyhole in my door, but I don't have a keyhole in my door either. So. Wait, what do you have? You have one of those uh, grids? Glass. Oh, no, okay. the glass is all the way on top. So they probably see me tiptoeing to look over. Oh, okay. I got to look through the window. Who's that peeping through my window? Ew. So, yeah. Shout out uh, to Robotic Dogs, NYPD, bad idea. Yeah. I'm completely against it. But robotic dogs in your house, 75,000. 
you can afford it, go ahead and stop it. Or just get a regular freaking dog, man. Anyways, song of the week, Bastion. What's the next song? Get both. Get both. Literally just do both. Get both? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Elon Musk? I don't think you've watched any of the robotic dog videos. No, I do not watch any of the robotic. what Boston Dynamics has been doing for the past five years. No, I'm not watching any of the robotic dog videos. I've been seeing that company grow. It's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. No. You're not into tech as much as you think, Gio. Maybe you are I know I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We just Next talked song about... of the week is a shot. <laughs> Disrespectful ass. Foolish. This is foolish. And you're acting foolish right now, Bastion. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to Black Seinfeld. That was Ashanti Foolish. That was some 2002 throwbacks for your head top one time. Bastion, did you see the new Biggie documentary on Netflix? Yeah, I actually, I didn't watch it, but I did see it when I went on the page. I actually and watched I thought, it. You watched it? I watched oh, okay. it. I initially looked at it and it's like, I've seen every Biggie Smalls documentary. I don't want to watch it. Should I watch it? You've missed no. you missed nothing. I missed nothing. You missed nothing. There's the only cool things that were in the documentary was the just the exclusive film of Biggie, just exclusive videos, home videos of Biggie, and also his family. So his grandmother was in the video from Jamaica, his uncle who's this big reggae star in Jamaica as well. Miss Valletta Wallace as well was in it, which is Biggie's mother. D-Rock was in it, who was Biggie's right-hand man at the time. And that's about it, really. Everything was very surfaced-leveled sort of stuff. So if you know the story of Biggie Smalls already, if you're from Brooklyn, then you already know. If you're from New York, you already know. There's nothing really new that the documentary does or says that you didn't know before. The only new thing that i've learned about is the fact that um in biggie's block there was this uh, jazz musician that used to live near him and and when biggie was younger he would go near he would go by him and it was almost as like a mentorship almost as a father figure because biggie didn't grow up with his father so he taught him some jazz and he also talked about the way Biggie flowed was sort of like this drum beat or whatever. So I thought that was pretty cool. And his name was MC Quest before it was Biggie Smalls. That was the only two new things I've learned about Biggie in that documentary. Everything else was pretty well known already. So it's nothing new. It's sort of like that Tupac movie that came out that I hated. Remember that? The Untold Story of Tupac, All Eyes on Me. I don't know if you remember that bashing that came out like 2017. I remember Ben Staples jokes on it saying like he got he got on one knee started shooting like <laughs> oh dude there was everyone was making this joke that someone pulled out an iphone during the performance in, in the tupac movie or whatever it was bad but but also in a sense of it doesn't teach you anything new about tupac there's nothing really untold about tupac and it's the same thing with biggie like it's nothing new that you haven't heard before which so who's the documentary for? People that haven't grown up watching the documentaries on TV 24-7? Pretty much. Play, like, nonstop. Yeah, pretty much. And for non-New Yorkers. Like, BET? Do they, like, constantly play on BET? Uh, I mean, I remember they used to heavily give us some biggie documentaries on BET. Hell, there was the Unsolved Case um that was that was the um death of biggie and tupac that was playing on the fuse. usa network fuse. i think fuse as well fuse with the what's beef series yes and then like a and e would have uh biggie documentaries playing as well so there's still hell of um... the biggie and tupac stuff like those are always in my, in my opinion like the best documentaries yes or anything dealing with like story-wise it's just like yeah it's like wow this this all happened like you know you were like 10 15, 12 years old watching it. like wow hip-hop is crazy mm -hmm. and and to think that we were alive when it happened but we were just babies so we didn't know any of this we were infants yeah that yeah that, was... that, that kind of means that it, it happened recently literally around the corner just like yeah it happened recently so yeah 
So again, if you want to see it, sure. If you don't know anything about Biggie, I mean, this is for you. If you know everything about Biggie, you could skip it. There's nothing new there. Yeah, if you're over the age of maybe 16, I, I think you skip it. Yeah, but even <laughs> if you Brooklyn. are under the age of 16 and you grew up with hip hop and you're from yeah. New York, especially from Brooklyn. If you're from yeah, Brooklyn, if you're from you Brooklyn, bro. Yeah. You have bad friends. Yeah, Tiana's shop is literally like up the block from here. So, yeah, you have no excuses. I was empty. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I did not watch the D'Angelo versus one. I completely forgot. Bastion. <laughs> Come Two, on. It's, it's not a great way for me. Like, I don't have Apple, so I can't just like pull it up. Apple, you know, it's on my phone. Right. My phone's at five percent. Oh like, yeah, sorry, man. You're a, you're a peasant. My bad, bro. Cause I got that Apple TV. But but even if you don't have Apple TV, I have Chrome. I don't need Apple TV. But no, Actually, but Apple TV is free. TV on my iPad. But they played for free though. Like you don't have to pay for it. Like it's free. Really? Yeah, dude. Well, anyways, I am like I am. I you I didn't did watch not it. watch it's it. It's okay. It is on YouTube. I was gonna watch it. I kept forgetting. I think I was. I think I ended up watching the Trump speech. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you chose the Trump speech over D'Angelo? It's more like I looked at the amount of content that we could probably go over with the 45 speech. Fair which enough. two hours long. Good and point. then D'Angelo was now at 30. It's like we probably talk about D'Angelo five minutes and 25 minutes for 45. But it's only funny because I only watched half of 45 speech and said, this is boring. I didn't watch any of it. I just saw the key points that he was making. That was it. But we always do this anyways because it's 1.30 and we got to wrap up in like 20 minutes anyway. So we did good this episode. But Bastion, I got to tell you, the D'Angelo versus, a.k.a. the D'Angelo concert, it was incredible. Now, first off, this was D'Angelo versus Friends, right? And you must be thinking to yourself, who the hell are the friends, right? Is is Lauren Hill going to come out of nowhere? Which, no, that didn't happen. D'Angelo made it very apparent to address us and say, we are the friends, Bastion. The listeners, the people watching this right now on Apple, on the Instagram, we are the friends. And D'Angelo pretty much says, I have no contemporaries. You cannot compare me to anybody. I am me, and you are my fans. And... I was thinking about this the whole time because I was thinking to myself, one person that can go up against D'Angelo was Maxwell, right? And I was thinking to myself this whole time, is Maxwell ducking D'Angelo? Does Maxwell not want to do this? Does Music Soul Child not want to do this for some reason? I don't know why. But anyways, turns out, Bastion, there were a couple of friends. Only three friends. It was... Red Man and Method Man and her. That was it. That was the extension of The Friends. But D'Angelo's definitely set the mood. It was the final goodbye for Black History Month. It was it was very sweet and seductive and sultry. This was one of those times where you dim the lights or you put on one of those those mood LED lights or whatever. You put it on to red or something. You, you're not popping... Any Hennessy or nothing, you know, you sipping some sh some Cristal or something, maybe some wine. I know you're a, a white wine lover, maybe some Pinot. Bashing, I know you're a Pinot fan. 
Maybe you're sipping some Pinot. Maybe you're with a lady. <laughs> Maybe you're with a lady, you know, getting into that vo in, into that groove, into that vibe, into into that into that sort of time. What did the guests do? They they perform a song with them? Yeah, they her just... was there. She did she perform his his song or something? Yeah, so so her um performed the the Lauren Hill collaboration because let's be real, Lauren Hill was not going to come at all and if she did she was going to be late to that anyways and then red man and method man did that as well and that was it that was the extension of collaborations that was the extension of friends um this bastion was a d'angelo concert this was the first ever concert that we that we had solo concert if you will because if you don't know the versus battles it's always been between two artists and they play their records back and forth so D'Angelo was the first one to do this by himself. I thought it was a nice little D'Angelo concert. I thought DJ Scratch, who was DJing beforehand, I thought he was incredible. I felt like this was the best DJ that we've had so far with these versus battles because basically they started late again. It started at 9. D'Angelo came in at 10, but... We didn't care because DJ Scratch was was just cutting. He was cutting. He was mixing. He was blending. The blends were superb. The scratches, the scratching techniques. He was crazy. I think he played Mary Had a Little Lamb via scratching. It was great. <laughs> oh, it, so he's playing around. He's saying, I got skill. I can make everything sound good. He got skills to pay the bills. And that led to uh, Swizz telling DJ Scratch, you have to be DJing at every event now. So hopefully... You know, nah, that's messed up. You can't. He he, he said that. He did. He that's did. Embarrassing Maybe. to the other DJs that are hired by their whoever their team. Say, hey, can you DJ this event for forty minutes? Well, hey, to be completely fair, the like last Ashanti one. <laughs> the yeah, the last versus the Ashanti Keisha Cole. That DJ absolutely stunk. Okay, so having DJ scratch. Why well, you playing bad songs or you're not transitioning? He was he was playing bad songs. The transition sucks. Like everyone was already antsy to begin with because this was a battle that we've been waiting for for about a month and a half too. So add that on top of crappy music, it just wasn't a good vibe. It, it wasn't good. <laughs> but everyone here with the D'Angelo, everyone was ready. Everyone was on that type of time. Everyone's on that type of vibe. Uh, the music that, that Scratch was playing, it was a lot of old school stuff because they were in the Apollo Theater, right? So he, he was playing a lot of New York hip-hop records, all right? Old school records from like Bismarcky and all that stuff, all the way up to the current stuff, all the way up to 50. It was just a great time. It was just like a great history of of new york and in, in hip-hop music oh sounds cool maybe i should check it out hopefully it's on uh, like youtube so it should be on youtube but also i don't know if you want to watch it on your your phone but it's always available on the igtv but yeah i i enjoyed the the concert i'm not going to call it a versus i'm gonna i enjoyed the concert for what it was i thought it was great and out of 10 out of 10 Solid seven. It was good. It oh, was good. Wasn't wasn't great. It wasn't. I mean, D'Angelo was great and all that, but I like. I want my. I want him to verse someone. Like, if I wanted D'Angelo concert, like, 
could have seen his performance yeah, from Afropunk. No yeah, I thought I thought the um versus I thought the friends and he him calling us the friends. I thought it was a cop out, but whatever. Maybe I'm just I really cold hearted. Roots will be there, but I ain't seen anybody. Yeah. yeah, no, none of them were there. No Only love. No, Red Man, Method Man, and her. That was it. That was it, my dude. But this goes on to the next announcement that Timbaland and Swizz made. The next versus battle is kind of interesting because these two men have a lot of collaborations together. You know, they're like peanut butter and jelly. Um, they work well together. And honestly, there is no wrong answers to this one, too, right? It is Raekwon the Chef versus... Ghostface Killer. Bastion, it's your not take. Like a, it's not like official, official, like no date. No yet. date yet, but Timbo and Swiss has come out and said this is the next battle. I don't think it will be per se like a battle battle because Same. as you said, they have a lot of songs together. They they collab together. Yes. Uh, uh, what's it? Cuban Links. Only for the Cuban Links. Part one and part two. Part one, you know, they, they hung out. They went to a different island and said, dude, just me and you. We're going like, to chill for two months, you know, make the album up. Uh, both of them were one of my favorite rappers. Uh, Ghostface Killer, Raekwon, mm -hmm. um, from the Wu-Tang. It could be like the D'Angelo thing where they just go back to back playing 20 of the songs that they collab together. Yeah, I was thinking or the same thing. they'll just play their hits when the person's not on the record. Mm. I don't know. It's so difficult. They're like part of the same crew. Exactly. You know? I think that's that's the issue. And the fact that we already had RZA play some of these records already. Like, oh, that's not a problem. Um, but essentially, yeah. Like, for example, the RZA problem. Because RZA is a problem. Like, we want to hear RZA beats from 93 to like 98. Yeah. It's like, I want to hear that Raekwon on that like 93 to 98 RZA. Yeah. His, his newer stuff is cool and all. I think Ghostface stuff is great. His, his newer stuff is amazing. Definitely. But, like, everybody had their, I guess, their golden boy diamond era, right? There's that diamond peak. Hand era yeah, there's that peak 90, era. Yeah. Yeah, from, like, the you know, late 80s to, like, the, the late 90s of when um, the Rizz is just was being nasty. Yeah, 100%. And, and Wu-Tang was very scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why Hot 97 tried to destroy the career. That's why I don't respect him. Anyways. Wait, what? I didn't know this. Oh, look at you not watching the Wu-Tang documentary on Showtime. Don't you mean it's on Hulu? No, Showtime. Oh, no. I didn't even know there was a documentary on uh, Showtime. Oh, yeah. It was a good one. That's the one where they spoke about his brother. About the Riz's brother. Oh. And how the, he, he's forming, he's like literally part of Wu-Tang. Like everything that happened Wu-Tang, Riz's brother was like connected to it. Wow. The Hulu TV show kind of expands on like what was going on. And it's one of my favorite TV shows. I think it's a, it's a good watch. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be corny. I saw the whole thing. It's like, this is awesome. This is, this is hip hop. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be any sort of versus battle. It's going to be more like a another concert, sort of like if they ever decide to do uh, Talib Kweli versus Yasin Bey, they would just do a lot of uh, Black Star records together. Yeah, the documentary is called Of Mice and Men's four episodes. 
came out like two years ago. Of Mice and Men? Like the of book? Mike's. Mike's. Oh, Mike's. Mike's. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Got like it. the book, but, but yeah. Got it, got it. Mike's got it. and Men. Got it. Okay, okay. Clever, clever. Have you been listening to any new music as of lately? As of late, I have not been listening to music. I've been kind of just pushing my time into like uh, learning new skills in design. Tori Mwah came out with another instrumental mm. project of his old music. So underneath the pine, all instrumental. I've been tuning to that, so that was fire. But that's pretty much it. There's other projects I should listen to, like King Gizzard and the Lizard. Wizard came out with another project. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm not really focused on music at the moment. I, I am focused on like what's gonna happen this Friday with the new Anderson Pack album. Oh yeah, with uh, Bruno Mars. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, bro. That is one of my most anticipated songs slash albums of the year. I didn't even know that they were they created this band, but the role that Bruno Mars has been on, I mean, 24 Karat Gold has been a great project, and then Anderson Pack being the renaissance man, the man who does not miss on any sort of features on his recent albums. I feel like these two are meant to be with each other, and... It's great that they're coming out tomorrow, which is, you know, the first week of March, because I always feel like Anderson Pack and, and Bruno Mars, they they should always come out during springtime when the weather gets warmer. I feel like their music is is a lot better during spring and summertime. How about you? I agree. Um, I'm a big fan of Anderson Pack and his voice and his he, one. He's funny, too. He's, he's all with the party. And three, he has, he has he has some he has some dimes to tell you. He has some stories. He has some advice for you to tell you too. Mm -hmm. He's a really good storyteller, and he's and he's a phenomenal rapper. Loved, he rap. loved his feature on Price Tags with uh, Jasmine and I, Sullivan. And I think he's able to like um, work well with other people. Um, remember, he ha does have a this little side group with knowledge called No Worries. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, he has the Free Nationals as well. The Free Nationals, another um, his band. Mm-hmm as well because he's also a drummer yes and i did see him live and best believe he was drumming and singing and rapping all at the same damn time and it does not look easy my man has a lot of hand-eye coordination oh yeah especially like drumming he, i think he started off as a drummer first and everything else followed after yeah but uh, that's pretty cool yeah uh, that i can't wait to listen to the next project i might just listen to his older stuff just to kind of get ready Thursday night. Well, there is one EP that I have been listening to. This is Black History Always Music for the Movement Volume 2. And it's only five records, I believe. And one is with the Prince of Toxicity, as always, my man Brent Fias with his song Eden. We have uh, Winter in America with Freddie Gibbs, and that was a rendition of Gil Scott's Heron's Wake Up in America. Uh, I not. heard that song. Yes, and it was Big. incredible. I saw the title. It's like, no, this is Gil Scott Heron. I got have to listen to it. And it's Freddie Gibbs doing it too. Yeah. So. And I think yeah. he. How do you feel about the adaptation? Because I think Freddie Gibbs knocked it out the park. Uh it was cool. It was. You know, I'll give it like a six out of ten because the other one, Gil Scott Heron, his voice is like, yeah. Uh. Like That's Gil Scott Heron is like not the best singer but his voice is so different and unique and makes the song sound like very different yeah and i think this is freddie gibbs's first attempt of actually singing 
too. No, he's sung. He's, he's sung before. He has some records where he's singing. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, but like, I like it. I like it. I do too. I'm every woman, Tanache, which is the uh, adaptation of Shaka Khan's "I'm Every Woman." It, y'all, y'all know the record. Y'all know. Um, I thought it was pretty. Good. Any store, you, you hear that song? Yeah, any damn store, bro. I, I feel like they don't play that song as much as they used to. But I agree. It still rings in your head. Of course, and it's like still in commercials. Commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you know, like, like a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, everybody! To- uh, Tobe in G Way, the try Jesus, don't try me. I think Tobe in G Way, he does his thing on Wake Up Everybody. That's that's a good adaptation as well. Um, a lot of these songs, like, yeah, three out of the five songs are adaptations of old records. Um, and I think they do relatively well in these songs. Um, so I've been listening to that for the majority of the week. It's an easy listen. It's only five songs, 16 minutes, one second. And, yeah, that's the only real music I've been listening to. I'm still waiting for some Bobby Shmurda. But, hey. Oh, and Pooh Shiesty. I've been listening to a lot more Pooh Shiesty. He's great. He's really Pooh about Pooh Shiesty. Well, the, <laughs> the first time I heard about Pooh Shiesty because um, he was on the um, the the Junebug Challenge song, Spot Him, Got Him, that guy, mm-hmm. he, yeah. he's on the remix. He's on like part two of it. So that's the first time I heard of Pooh Shiesty. Then his name came back up again on the uh, Judas and the Black Messiah album because he has this song called No Profanity where he – doesn't use any profanity but it still sounds menacing and, and crazy and then i did my research on Pooh shiesty found out he's really about that life and he has this big song that blew up earlier on in the, in the year called um back in blood featuring Lil dirk and i'm like yo i like this ignorant stuff man you know i like that drill drillish sort of sound too so Pooh Shiesty, he's he's someone that i've been listening to heavily and i can't wait to go back to the gym because I'm going to be bumping some more poo shiesty when I'm back in them gyms. Interesting. I will check him out because I think I saw like a YouTube uh, meme. Not a meme, but a comedian talk about like, oh, got to listen to poo shiesty. So I was like, all right. Got to listen right. to poo shiesty. And you got the and you got the BMW too. So the bass, would... your bass is good for some poo shiesty. I'm telling With you. my amplifiers. Hell yeah, man. Might want to commit some murders afterwards. So I'm, I'm warning you. Just be careful. That's not exactly how I felt about listening to Bobby Shmurda. Oh, really? Yeah, like all Computers? his records. Like once you get the EP and the singles and you put them together, I feel like really hyped. It's like, oh man, I'm a super, I'm a big fan. And then he got arrested. Well, the savior has been back now, and because he's been back, I have not seen a speck of snow or ice again. The weather has been getting a lot warmer now. Let's not count Tuesday, okay? Tuesday was just that was just a little um. That was just a do-over, but for the most part, weather's been getting warmer, okay? Days are getting longer. Let's not forget, March is the month of daylight savings time, so the hour will be going forward once again. And once that hour goes forward, I believe, like, January, like, 17th, 18th-ish, I want to say. Don't hold me to it. 14th. January? Sorry. March. March. I'm tired, bro. You know, I got to stay here la- later, and I got to sleep because I got to work here. At like in the five. morning. Yeah, bro. I'm getting tired. And good thing, too. It's almost like 150, so we could play this seven-minute song. But anyways, like I was saying, good thing Got that you. daylight savings time is happening, okay? Because once it hits 7 o'clock, you're still going to see the sun out, basically. All right? 
damn it yeah we always run out of time maybe next week i'll talk about the billy holiday movie yeah let's talk about maybe i'll check it out myself and, yeah um, because probably, yeah let's check it out yeah what happens because hollywood is going down this this dangerous trend and i don't like it because the billy holiday movie peeved me off again because they did the same thing like judas and the black messiah did but i'll save that for next week save it saving it for next week but anyways, guys, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in to Black Seinfeld, a show about nothing. Once again, if you want to take a listen to old episodes, go to the new BlackSeinfeld.com. And, all, and for all of you YouTube listeners and viewers out there, thank you so much for tuning in to, I believe it's like the first episode of, of, of Black Seinfeld that we're going to put out on the channel, Bastion. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. If, if everything works out well, then yeah. If not, then we have to do the next episode. It's okay. So. But anyway, It's all a process. It's all a <laughs> process. But thank all of our listeners once again for tuning into this show. If you want to email us, blacksignfullny at gmail.com. Bastion, is there anything else you want to say before I sign out? What is Instagram the song? Instagram and Twitter, blacksignfullny. Check us out. And the song of the week is Maria Tauchi, Plastic Love. You heard the song before. If you're on YouTube, the algorithm will hit it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Until Thank then, you. y'all. Peace. Peace.